Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Collider Games podcast. My name is Dennis Zinn. I'm talking through Skype with Joshua Vayers uh, in South Africa. That's right. right. Yeah, we Different haven't done time zone. Yeah, and we haven't done this in a month. Uh, a lot has changed. Uh, the last episode that we did was right, like right when the the coronavirus was like starting to like get big in the United States. But it like hadn't started yet. It was like, and I was still at the. If you can see, like I'm not in my at the office anymore. I worked out of the office, you know, for I think almost two weeks, and then once the lockdown came in place, I had to bring all my stuff back home, and then it's just been kind of craziness since. How is uh, how are things over in South Africa in terms of lockdown? Because we talked, we had a conversation before, and things were not like this. Oh, yeah. at that time. I mean, to be fair, the the last podcast we did, I, we, I don't think we even put it on the uh, on YouTube. It, I think it was too depressing. <laughs> I don't know if we, I don't know if we like I, I don't know if we did that uh, last one, but um, I mean, yeah, no, we were supposed to go out of lockdown today. It was today would have, well, today is our fifth week. Yesterday would have been our fifth week of um, overall weeks of lockdown, but our government has decided to phase us out in stages. So actual lockdown being stage five we've now moved from stage five to stage four and all that really means is that now we're allowed to do exercise outside of the house so we can go running and jogging Mm -hmm. from 6 a.m to 9 a.m they did put a curfew in place uh, so no one can leave their house after 8 p.m but with level four lockdown a lot of people are able to go back to the uh, back to work retail stores have opened up because oh really well it's winter time and a lot of our population needs like uh, bedding and winter clothes you know what i mean like just to be able to make it through the winter mm-hmm. um so they're only allowed to sell winter clothes um therefore the factory workers have gone back to which is good uh computer sales are now available because obviously people are working from home mm-hmm. so they've deemed computer sales an essential service which is nice so i can finally get my gaming setup going so i can start streaming again um, but o- other than that it's been 
I mean, it's been fairly good for me. For me, I'd worked out quite well for me because, as you know, when I left uh, when I left LA, I was planning to take a break this year. Mm-hmm. So this kind kind of lined up with me taking a break, anyways, just from LA because it's can get pretty busy and crazy there. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Been getting a little stir crazy, but I've been keeping myself busy. Like I, we are so. I like I, I'm so grateful to be a gamer because it's so easy to just hop online and talk to someone, you know what I mean, and just play video games with like a stranger. Um, I think we're very lucky in that regard. Like I feel bad for the people who are stuck at home rewatching the same Netflix movie, you know. Um, so at least we have a community, which is good. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have to admit, like I, I'm still working uh, from home, though all, obviously a lot differently now because. We're not allowed mm-hmm. to shoot anything. We can't go to the studio. We're not shooting anything, but there's still like editing and, and whatnot to be done. So I'm doing that from home. Um, in terms of like off time, yeah, a lot of Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO, all that good stuff. But then, yeah, game playing, we'll be talking about it later. I've been playing a lot of Fallout 76 Wastelanders. Um, you know, uh, I was trying to play because i want to and we'll talk about this later as well i was trying to finish up my last of us i finally got past the part that uh the, the part that, you that your controller keeps yeah. freaking out at yeah. yeah um uh, i've been i've been beneficial i've been i'm beneficial that's not the right word i've been lucky as well whereas a lot of people can't work i know um uh, people like you can work from home i've been doing voice voiceovers from home but I've been using a digital microphone, which is, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good digital microphone, but ideally I would never use a digital microphone for a voiceover work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I'm so upset because I have my recording interface, I have my condenser mic, I have everything I need to be able to do high quality voiceovers, except I'm missing the freaking mic cable. And obviously music stores aren't going to be open for like a long time. <laughs> And there's a, here in South Africa, the only deliveries that are allowed are essential deliveries, like groceries and stuff like that. So I can't even get like the microphone cable delivered to me. Um, so that so yeah, that does suck. But it, the nice thing is people have been very uh, understanding of the situation and I've still been able to get work and get paid, even though I'm using a digital uh, microphone. It just means I have to do a lot of cleaning up with the audio afterwards, mm-hmm. you know? That's interesting. Yeah, because I guess, you know, you know, when you mentioned like getting bedding and computer equipment, and all that stuff, like luckily for us here in the States. So Amazon, Amazon's like almost every like, honestly, like I'm getting all my groceries through delivery. I'm getting all my uh, any type of like small equipment stuff that I need. Obviously, there's certain things that you can't get, but you can get like 90, 90, 90 to 95 percent of the stuff that that you want. to yeah. get, especially now, because. When we first started, like, it was really hard to get, like, groceries delivered. Like, we were, mm-hmm. like, go- going to the grocery store in masks and gloves to, like, get stuff. But, like, you know, there was, like, you had to wait in line and you had to social distance. And it was weird going to, like, Trader Joe's and seeing the people working there not wearing masks and gloves. I don't know if they are now. Oh, man. I don't, think, I don't think I told you this. I don't think I said this on it's been a lot of stuff's changed but the biggest thing is we banned the sale of cigarettes and alcohol i don't know if i mentioned that last time oh no you did not uh dude yeah, you, so have you seen what people have you, have, you, have you seen what people are protesting over here in, in america oh, yeah. like the ridiculousness like they can't get a haircut big effing deal um they can't i, you know, I saw an interview with the, those protesters in michigan about like oh i can't i can't get paint i can't get fertilizer like what the hell are you doing now <laughs> cigarettes and alcohol that 
that's something like I can understand why people would get upset about because that's something like, first of all, like I used to be a smoker. I'm not a smoker anymore, but I understand the addiction, the craving and, oh, yeah. and, and, and having that available and alcohol. I used to drink a lot. I still drink, but very infrequently now. So I understand that. But in terms of like the stuff like people complain about over here, it's ridiculous. We had to change the law today because um, obviously all the liquor stores are closed. There's been a lot of looting. A lot of people have been uh, looting the liquor stores and stuff like that. But most people are making pineapple beer or they're making their own beer at home. Um, so the government had to put out a statement saying, look, you guys are more than welcome to make your own alcohol. We can't stop you. But the alcohol has to be consumed in your, in your private home by yourself. If you get caught selling the alcohol or even just giving the alcohol away to someone else, you will be, you will be fined heavily or jail time. So mm-hmm. like that's, that's, that's been interesting. It's been also so difficult to get yeast anywhere because everyone's baking yeah, bread. Everyone's ba- yeah, okay. <laughs> everyone's baking. Yeah, we've been trying to get some like baking products and it's like all everything, even on Amazon takes forever. Everyone's, you know, anything that has anything to do with cooking or baking or anything like oh, that. Yeah, it's all sold out, man. But, then, you know, like back to video games, video that was, games. I was about to say, yeah, let's the video <laughs> games is an industry that hasn't been totally. I mean, it's been affected, but probably like the least affected industry out of all of them. Games are still releasing because you don't have to. I mean, obviously, not everyone has like super fast internet, but a good portion do. And you can just buy these games digitally that were already planned to be released, uh, that were ready to be released. Uh, people playing online, which is the same as normal, just being at their house. Like, not a lot has changed for the video game industry. Obviously, some of the things like E3 we can't have and whatnot, but. People like our main topic today, talking about Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. Um, they made that big announcement online. No big deal. Yeah. Everyone's raving about it and talking about it. Like the dissemination of that information, it was always going to be online anyway. So, yeah. So uh, l- let's get into it. First one. Hell the big, yeah. The, the big thing that I'm excited about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is you know focused on the Vikings, Norse mythology. Um, they released a cinematic trailer. They re- released some screenshots. They released a lot of details. This is coming off of the, the you know, both financially and critically successful Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was based on uh, the Greek history and Greek mythology, which I, I, I never finished it, but I did play, uh, you know, I think probably like 10, 12 hours of that I, you know, I still want to finish. Uh, I remember the games being gorgeous and, you know, that was kind of the Mm. first Assassin's Creed. Obviously they've had these other Assassin's Creeds where they've kind of like bent the, the, the thing where it's like, okay, now it's in France and what Assassin's Creed Odyssey was the first one where like, look, the, the, the Assassin's Creed part is very thinly connected to it. Right. And this is just another step in that where it's just a, it's a historical thing. They're just using Assassin's Creed, the name to sell it but really it's 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 a kind of a different game right yeah i mean and also they've been working on this for a while it's uh, being developed by ubisoft montreal who did assassin's creed 4 black flag and uh, as, as well as origins um now looking back at black flag i haven't played that game since it came out but i remember there being a section where you're war- you're 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 walking through abstergo i hope i'm saying that right i think it's abstergo the, the company um 
and you're actually seeing the different things and you you are stationed to go and do the pirate section but you mm-hmm. can see they like talk about the previous successes they've had and if i re- remember correctly i remember seeing something akin to um it's, it's a vikings in the background i was like oh that would be cool if they did that you know like i thought that like seven years ago or six six years ago and here they are they did it i mean it's um it's phenomenal they've been working on this for a while as far as i can tell um I think back when they were still working on Odyssey, they were working on this as well. Um, it, the trailer looks great. I'm curious as to see what it's going to look like on next-gen consoles because it seems like it's going to be a next-gen release. Obviously, it'll be released on PS4 and Xbox One, but they're planning for it to be like a, a fl- the flagship game for their um, for for the next gen. You know what I mean? It's uh, some people thought it was going to be an Xbox exclusive because it showed the Xbox. Um, logo at the end but that's just people being stupid and not researching it's going to be out on all systems no um, i mean there's no there's no financial op- gain for them unless xbox is going to play exclusive rights which are you know which would co- be too costly and not as much of a benefit for them for something like this i mean other than buying ubisoft outright which you know they they you know Ubisoft is a much bigger company, unlike uh, Obsidian, you know. Um, yeah. So it's very highly unlikely. So yeah, it's going to be for both systems, you know, next gen consoles. Uh, that was the thing they announced. It's going to come out uh, in twenty end of twenty twenty. Um, the they released a, the cinematic trailer. You know, I thought that cinematic trailer was very cool. I mean, obviously not gameplay footage, you know. Obviously, it reminds me of the the Vikings uh, television <laughs> series. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's just uh, very cinematic. But then, did you check out the screenshots? Oh yeah, I'm literally looking, staring at them right now. The screenshots look real. <laughs> like it does. It looks like it's straight out of something from HBO Vikings as well. Uh, well, looks much, it looks the, more colorful than I had, had imagined. I thought it would be a the, little wor- The world dark. is very vibrant. Yes. It's very like bright, the world. So there's, yeah. there's a couple things. The, okay, I will say this. The first thing after doing my research that I'm the most excited about is mm-hmm. that you have the settlement that you keep mm-hmm. getting to. It's, it's, the, it's the place that you, you start the game in. You're, it's your home. And apparently you're able to like help it grow and change over time depending on the decisions you make or whatever. But the thing that I'm most excited about is that they say that you keep coming back to your settlement, mm-hmm. which is nice because having played Odyssey, um, and I'm still currently playing Odyssey right now, it's such a big, big game that it's easy to get lost in it. You don't really have a grounding place. So it'll be nice. It's, it's just going to be nice to have like a, a, a home base in a game that's probably going to be huge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, it's so, like, there's, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is such a big game that I'm still to this day finding new things. You know what I mean? Like that map is so giant and huge that... There are times where I had to stop playing because I was just like, what am I doing? There's, there's so much going on. I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm following so many different plot lines. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to have like that settlement to keep going back to, to ground me, to, to not feel as lost in my mind as I'm like playing the game around. Um, it's, yeah, it looks vibrant. It looks like they put a big emphasis on pillaging because they say that you can see, you'll be able to see the fortresses from your ship. So they have this, it seems that they have to have this, uh, they're kind of pushing this whole thing of like, you have your ship, you see the fortress, you stop, you go and rape and pillage and plunder, and you get back in your ship and you move on to the next one, which is what Vikings did. Um, 
Yeah, story-wise, it looks great. Uh, the developers don't want to talk about the mythology around it because they say it's a big spoiler or plot twist. Like, having played Odyssey, they put a lot of Greek mythology in there, like you said, which I thought was very enjoyable. They kind of mixed it in with the real-world system. Um, so I'm curious, and I love Norse mythology, so I'm curious just to see what they're going to do there because also I could see that Thor is in one of the trailers, but he kind of looks like an assassin. Like, he doesn't look like a god, you know what I mean? He's like all cloaked up like an assassin and he's not as he's smaller. He's not as big. So maybe they made these like mythological people, real people. And they're just like big figures in the, in the era. And they were like spoken of as gods. Who knows? I don't know what angle they're going to go with, but it seems very exciting. Um, gameplay, uh, gameplay wise. There, oh, there's so much to talk about gameplay wise, obviously. Uh, so that for it seems like most of the game is set in England uh, during what? Not yet. Yeah, not the ninth century. Uh, and I'm excited about this because I... I'm I'm a bit of a not a huge history buff, but one of my favorite things is the um, the conflict between the Vikings and the English. Uh, specifically, I watched this anime um, called Vinland Saga, which if you've watched it, hell yeah! If you haven't, watch it. And they actually speak a lot about the conflict between uh, England and the Vikings. So it's going to be nice to be able to play that out um, in a video game. I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, they seem to uh, they they seem to be saying that there's going to be your your main antagonist and your main protagonist of the game aren't going to be as surface level as you think. They're obviously going to have de- a depth to them. Like your mm-hmm. Viking protagonist isn't just going to be like, ah, murder, kill, <laughs> you know? He'll have some kind of character depth, which is nice. Same with the villain as well. Uh, it seems like you'll be able to deal wield, judging from the trailers, you know? Like you see the guy with two axes. I'm gonna yeah, I, I read you can. Deal-wield. I read you can. Yeah, and then they're bringing throwing axes into it, which is, uh, that's just going to be amazing. they shield, shields back. Which made no sense to me that you couldn't use a shield in Assassin's Creed Odyssey when everyone you fight has a freaking shield. And, like, most of the gameplay, most of the, like, fighting mechanics is you trying to get rid of their shield so you can kill them. I was like, why don't I have a shield? <laughs> you know? just, so that never made sense to me. So that's going to be interesting. I want to see where the gameplay is going to go. They say it's going to be, um, like, you could chop people's limbs off and you're going to, like, feel... You're going to feel the impact of each strike, which I'm looking forward to. I kind of felt like that with Odyssey, but if they can push the limit, that'd be even more exciting. Um, is there anything I'm missing here? That was just off of like the things that stood out for me. Yeah, oh my gosh. How do you feel about the new Assassin's Creed Blade? Because uh, it's, it's now coming out the top rather than the bottom. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a cool thing in the trailer to, to reveal it, you know, yeah. the way they did it. Um also, uh, our boy uh, Boss Logic uh, was—he was a big part of the reveal of this. They did a live stream where he created, like, he showed—he uh, has a time lapse of him creating this artwork for uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, and I think they're using it, if I'm not mistaken, for like one of the Steelbook Collector's Editions. Um, so uh, I thought that was really cool. So shout out to uh, Boss Logic. Um, yeah, I mean, the game... Like, uh, uh, go for it. No, I was just going to say, the game just looks like all the kind of stuff that you would want from something that's focused on uh, the, the subject of Vikings. It, wow, it's set for a holiday 2020 release? Yeah, they wanted to yeah. come out this year. That's, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. They wanted just, to come I, out I so they could... Now, yeah. yeah, so there's another part I want to talk about is... so. Obviously, with the Xbox Series uh, X and the, the 
PlayStation Five coming out this holiday. Yeah, smart, smart delivery. What, what, what is the smart delivery? So that means that if you buy it, the game on Xbox One. Let's say for me right now, we know Xbox Series X is not going to have any exclusive, exclusive Xbox One, Xbox Series X games. Um, so a lot of people like myself may not buy it right out of the gate and may buy Xbox Series X later. Um, you can buy it on Xbox One. And guess what? You'll have it for Xbox Series X once you upgrade to Xbox Series X. So you don't have to buy it twice. That's great. That's yeah, great. It's just more incentive for to buy it. I think uh, if, I'm not, if I remember correctly, Cyberpunk 2077 is doing the same thing uh, for Xbox. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think Sony has the same deal. At least they haven't mentioned it. So Ho- if Hopefully I buy- they do. Because it's like, uh, I, know with, I know with Sony, there was like a lot of the, like the, the, the digital games on Sony. Those are usually like, like if I buy myself a, digi- a digital only game on, so, on, on the PS4, it works on PS3 and PSP. Or like not all titles, but like a lot of uh, most indie games are like that. Like if I owned it on PSP, I owned it on PS3 and PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, mo- most digital only games work like that. So I, I could see them. I could, if, if they're smart, they'll do that. But, I mean, mind you, we'll talk about it later, but it seems like the PS5 is going to have some issues anyways. So yeah. we'll see. A um, couple, couple other things to mention is, um, obviously, because if you played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the bird, bird, mechan- the bird mechanic was like a huge part of the game. Yeah. So they're, you're bringing back the bird. You've got a raven because it's a big part of the, 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 uh, the gameplay. Obviously, your sh- uh, ship combat is... Ever, ever since Black Flag, they knew that ship oh, combat yeah. was going to be the was going to be the way to go as like an extra thing. So that's always that's in there. Really enjoy it that much on Odyssey, but it's, this is from the people who made Black Flag, and I preferred it on Black Flag. So hopefully it'll be like that. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh yeah, um, like the previous game, you can choose to be male or female, and both characters are canon to the story, um, which I think is like the way that you can choose. To be a guy or a girl in Odyssey, I really enjoyed because you're you're playing a brother and a sister, mm-hmm. and you end up bumping into. If you're the guy, you're gonna bump into your sister. If you're the girl, you're gonna bump yeah. into your brother. So it's gonna. I hope they do something similar with that, where they kind of intertwine the story with the two. And it seems like there's gonna be a lot of customization. Like you can customize for the first time, uh, as far as I'm aware, um, in in like a main Assassin's Creed game, you can actually customize your character, like their their beards, their their um, tattoos, and everything like that. You know. Um, they said they they're pushing a big push on the um, they're really pushing customization on this on which is really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's see, am I missing anything else here? Do, 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 do. I mean, those are the things. Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah, the hair, tattoos, clothing, war paint. Those are the things that I I'm I love customization in any kind of video game. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that the most for sure. Oh yes, here there is one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, before I talk about the Viking rap, which the Viking battle raps, which I'll get to in a second, I enjoyed the fact that they added um, hunting, fishing, dice games, and drinking games because in any kind of RPG, even those are like kind of like small things that you know some people wouldn't really care about. For me, that really makes the game so much more immersive. Red Dead Redemption Two, being able to go to a bar and play like play drinking games, you know what I mean? Play Russian roulette, play anything that really made the immersion so much more. Uh, having having Gwent in The Witcher put so much more immersion in the game for me. The fact that there's a card game people play, so I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking. I 
also really, I know I've said this to you before, I really enjoy a good fishing mechanic in a <laughs> game. I've been a big fan of fishing mechanics in a game. Maybe it's because I fish in real life. Uh -huh. uh, hunting was a, is a, has always been a mechanic, but I'm looking forward to the dice and drinking games. And they've brought this thing, Viking Rap Battles, which in the, ga in the game it's called flighting, which comes from the old English word to quarrel. And essentially it's just like a roast battle. Like you're just, it's an, ins it's an insult like competition who can insult the other person the best which is that's that's fantastic i'm looking forward to that that's going to be pretty interesting yeah yeah so it's a day one uh launch for both the xbox series x and uh ps5 the problem is no one has those actual dates yet of when they're going to be released and with all this coronavirus stuff we don't know what's being pushed back you know for whatever reasons so you know, but basically that means it's ready. Like, not like completely done, yeah. but it's like it's so it's it's far enough along where they can confidently say it'll be ready at that time. You know, so I, I, assume... I would go as far as to say that I think we're going to get a lot more gameplay trailers in like the next week or two. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of gameplay trailers in, in the coming weeks because they got to be for so and like I said, they've been working on this for years, from what I can tell. Because the like people have been speculating this game. Oh yeah. For years now, which means yeah. that they must have been like working on it for years to mm -hmm. put all those things out. Um, going back to the, the map itself, obviously, because you're Vikings, the map's going to include Norway. But like I said, the main part is England, four main kingdoms of Eng England, Wessex, Northumbria, East Anglia, and Mercia. I hope I'm pronouncing that last one right. Uh, um, yeah, no, it, man, it looks, it looks good. It, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for this. It's Maybe it's because of me playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, but I'm very, very much excited for this. Yeah, and I'm I'm on that Assassin's Creed train right now, so yeah. Cool. Surprised that it's coming out this year. I'm very surprised it's coming yeah, out. Yeah, but I'm glad that they're taking this like longer approach because remember, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was two years ago, mm. and then this year, you know, if it comes out this this holiday, that means it's been two years since then. Instead of that yearly call of duty schedule right that that assassin's creed used to have where they were yeah. rushing out this and making every game no obviously not exactly the same but you know what i mean very similar where now it's like wow this is a whole new world a whole new setting a whole different look uh than both odyssey and the previous assassin's creed so i think that's i think that's very cool where where i think it's the right move right we we've learned oh, over for sure the yeah. past couple years from all the bugs man oh my yeah, god or like, just like the success oh. of uh red dead redemption 2 to the you know uh the failure of fallout 76 which we'll talk about later uh with with their semi-redemption um but we and you know anthem uh just all that like there's no per there's no reason to rush any things anymore right because the fan base is to the point where it's like if you rush it out and it sucks you'll hear you're about it get, and you're yeah, gonna be thrashed. it's way better it's, way better to delay and get the game right i think they know that like the, i mean pretty much to exactly what you said they know they know the fans are willing to wait you know what i mean like that's the one thing the past like year or two has shown is that fans are willing we're, if the game's going to be good we are willing to wait it doesn't Unless you're delaying by a whole year, like yeah. we like when you when you throw out delays, people get a bit worried. But look, like if you haven't announced the game, 
then you're in the clear. You know what I mean? Just don't announce the game until you're ready for the game. Like, look, good I mean, example, look at, look Anth at Anthem. Yeah, and look at Cyberpunk 2077. Like, they were just like, it's coming. Oh, yeah. It's coming. It's coming, you know? And even they yeah. delayed. But like I said, if if it's for the better of the game, it's always... And, and it, video games are a different industry than something like movies, right? Because movies, movies being delayed is a much more worrisome thing because there's only so much you can do Yes, there are reshoots. Post, they've done, yeah. they've done things to to maybe help fix movies, but you you can only go so far. Where like video games, there's much more latitude because of basically it, anything can be changed, right? Like you can go back and change this, change that. Where movies, like you've already shot the movie, you can only do so much. So uh, video games, it makes a lot more sense. True. Um, yeah, I'm say seeing seeing delays for a video game is usually a good thing and, and nowadays nowadays i'd say it's usually a good thing because it, they're doing the delay for a reason you know some yeah. of, of course there are some there are some search, uh, situations where if they delay a game we know it's a bad reason mm -hmm. like if someone gets fi fired or anything like that then you know but that's but yeah. that's different All so right. I'm, I'm, well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they, i'm glad they took their time with this one i think it's going to be fantastic um they've really done a good job with the past two installments of assassin's creed games and I think that this third one's going to be just as good. Um, and yeah, I hope that they're able to kind of put put it all to, put it more together than Odyssey. Odyssey was amazing. Like I said, I, I am loving Odyssey playing it right now. But it's just too big. There's too much stuff going on. I hope that they can like. How, how do I explain? How do I, how, I'm trying to find a good word for this. I, I just hope that they can put it in a way that's like easier to tackle. You know what I mean? Rather than being overwhelmed by just side quests and quests to the point where you just don't know what to do. Right. Uh, let's talk about something. Another game that was delayed, and then, and then uh, they were saying that the release date they weren't sure when it was going to be, and now they have a new release date because of leaks. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. It's come a new release date, June nineteenth, which is later than the original dates, but now earlier mm -hmm. than we thought because they were like going to delay because they want to do this big launch with the physical copies and the digital versions but then le things start leaking about the story and whatnot and so they're like uh oh we better get this out as soon as possible so june 19th what's your take on the whole thing i mean look man naughty dog since 1998 i've, I've been a big naughty dog fanboy man ever, literally ever since crash bandicoot naughty dog could could do no wrong with me you know same with the uh the uncharted series um uh, it's also one of those things where what else are we going to do <laughs> you know, like, it's not like, uh, I mean, I guess it's like, it is annoying having to wait. But at the same time, it's like, look, you know, there's a global pandemic going on. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. People are understandable. I'm not that phased by it. You know, like, I'm happy to have a release date, like an actual release date. I'll be happy if they can stick to that. I understand that they want to release the game before it gets spoiled, which is so true, because that's, if you get the game spoiled for you, you're, you're, you're not going to want to play it as much as you know, as, as you would have before the time. So it's, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I'm ready for it, Matt. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not that bothered by the delay. I wasn't that, bo I, I was bothered by the delay initially, but that mm -hmm. was before all the lockdowns and stuff happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now with all the locked, like lockdowns all around the world, it's, it's an understandable thing that things are going to be delayed. Hell, I'm, I'm surprised that not more things have been canceled, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it can only be good. At this point in time, if they were ready to release it 
in January, like, I mean, initially before they said they wanted to polish it, like what mm -hmm. they've been polishing it for two months now, if I'm like two or three months, they've been, they've been yeah, polishing yeah. it. So it's gotta yeah. be ready. You know what I mean? At this point, it's just tweaking. I guess they can't do as much polishing as they want because people are working remotely from home and, um, I'm sure that's difficult too to to let people do their work from home because then you're like risking you're risking the leaks that are like I don't know if this is tied to the leaks but it's so much easier for uh, you to leak any kind of stuff about the game if people are using their home computers to work on it you know what I mean Yeah I guess yeah there was major leaks plots but I've been trying to avoid that's why I don't know too much about this Same thing yet. I'm just I don't want to read it says, yeah. anything that says last of us part 2 I'm just not trying to read too much about uh in in my update, I, I think I mentioned before that I was playing Last of Us Part One. I've gotten past the part that I got stuck at in, in on the PS3 with that bug where it wouldn't save my game, and now I passed that part, which is good. Now my problem is this: so I left my PS5 at the office because oh no, well I left it there because I had remote play. I had I had played Death yeah. Stranding that that as well, and when I got home. Uh, after I brought all my stuff back, I tested it out and it worked. Uh, like I connected to it and it worked. And apparently, I guess my PS5 either got accidentally shut down. Maybe there was a power outage at the office or or it went to sleep or something like that. But I cannot connect anymore. And I haven't, back, oh, haven't man, been back to the sucks. office since. So now we have oh, June 19th as a date. I probably will go to the office sometime in the next week or two to pick up the PS5 and then play Last of Us to just bring it here to to, to play it. Um, yeah, so I'm, you know, currently work uh, playing Fallout 76 Wastelanders, which I think I should be done in the next couple weeks, and then I will try and you know power through. Uh, last of us the remastered version and then I, I did notice with the remastered version it's like it's remastered but it's like only so much right because they they can't do they can't fix like the oh, models of course, yeah like it's like sure the textures are a higher resolution whatever but it's not like the modeling is like suddenly better yeah, improved. No, so at, mo can, at most you, they can change the textures and the shading and that's about it yeah 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 so it's 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 not like you can tell it's like it's like in that in-between stage of PS3 and PS4. It's not quite a, like a PS4 quality graphic game, you know? So it's, uh, so that's my update on my uh, Last of Us. So hopefully I can get, get through that and then be ready for uh, the launch of the second, second one, part two. Um, so, like I mentioned before, most of my video game playing uh, has been uh, on a Fallout 76 Wastelander. So, if anyone, everyone who has been listening before knows I love the Fallout franchise. Fallout 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. Love New Vegas. Fallout 4 is great. Um, Fallout 76, look, I was, you know, everyone knows I'm a Fallout fanboy. Fallout, when Fallout 76 came out, I, I, I was not... I was not uh, I remember your disappointment. I yeah, remember your I was, disappointment. To, to, to say, to, to put it lightly, I was very disappointed. Um, you know, the game had a lot of bugs in it. Also, the the whole game itself just didn't have, seem to have any kind of purpose or 
what we wanted out of a, a, a Fallout Online game was something that you'd play with friends and go on missions together. And the way they exactly. set it up and was like exciting storyline, you know. Yes, and it didn't have any NPCs. There was no, I mean, there was a storyline, but it was like listening to hollow tapes and reading messages, and that was it. There was no purpose to it. You couldn't talk to anyone, and they fixed a lot of that. Look, Wastelanders is not a perfect uh, game, but it is one. It's a free update, and two, it it solves a lot of the problems where it's like. Now there's there's a whole other storyline now. They have the old storyline still in there, but they fleshed it out more by putting NPCs in there. So luckily for me, I because I was so disappointed in the game, I didn't really play it that much. So I never really got that far in the in the in the the quest that they did have. And now that's fleshed out and made better. And now they have another side quest, which is like now the main quest, Wastelanders quest, and it's much, much bigger. And so now I'm doing both of them together and it's making it a much more fuller, complete game. Now, I haven't really teamed up with anyone else um, to play some of the online components. I've seen people in the game and they come up to me and some people want to trade and whatnot. I I had left my microphone um, uh, version of my headset back at the studio, which I'm going to go pick up when I go pick up my uh, PS4. Um, So maybe I'll test some of that out. But it's made the game like fallout, you know, like this is the way I put it. I bought the game for 60 bucks. Right. And to me, that was like a waste of $60. Uh, cause oh, I, yeah. it, I didn't at get best, it. At best. It was a $20 game at the time. At that time I got maybe $5 worth of enjoyment out of it or whatever in my mind. Okay. Now with the wastelanders coming out for free and downloading and playing it, do I feel like I got my, my $60 worth? No. But it's much, much closer. I think I've got $30 worth of entertainment out of it, you know? So what what is it selling for right now? Let me take a look. Um, I think it's still 60 I think it stayed uh, 60 the entire no, time. I mean, no way. In, in, initially, I, I, it's, it's, it's got to be 60 bucks, man. It's Bethesda. They love money. But the thing is, I know that the, there was a it was on sale. It was on a lot of sales, obvi- obviously, from its initial uh, reaction to, pe- to things. People were selling the game for dirt cheap. But last time I checked, the game was still sixty bucks on the PS on the PS store. Uh, uh, mind you, that was no, about a year six, ago. But yeah, yeah sixteen dollars, fifteen dollars on bucks. Yeah, fifteen dollars on Xbox One, sixteen dollars on PS4. I think you, I think you're gonna have to buy it, man. I mean, for I, that price, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. Yeah, it's it, honestly, it's worth that price. Uh, if you're a Fallout fan and you like uh, Fallout Three, Fallout Four, New Vegas, what's interesting is they kind of went back to the old school way of doing the dialogue. So remember in Fallout Four, they changed it where you're talking when you talk, it, it does kind of this like uh, back and forth between your character and whoever you're talking to. And then your character had a voice. It went back to the old school Fallout oh, yeah? 3, Fallout New Vegas version where it's it's just you have complete lines of dialogue that you just select and then they, they respond back to you. So before in Fallout 4, you would click on something and it would be a very vague version of what your guy says. And then, then they say it, you know what I mean? And it was just and your character had a voice and everything. So 
they they've changed it back. They've gone away from that Mass Effect style, and I think it's a welcome change back, where where you get that thing where you just you you're envisioning your own character's voice now, and you have more um, dialogue trees that you can go off on um, because it, it can be more detailed in the text. So that's a yeah. welcome change. Like I said, it's not perfect. There's still a lot of bugs in it. There's two things that 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 I don't like compared to previous fallouts. One is okay because it's online and you're working, you're playing in real time. You do not have um, you have vats, but the vats is like it's just like you you click on it and it just targets an area of the the body of your enemy, but it doesn't. It's not real time, or sorry, it doesn't slow down time. It's still real time, so it's much more or less effective, right? In, in old Fallout, it would slow down time. You start choosing the body parts, or you could choose different enemies. You'd like, I'm going to shoot this guy for a second and then go over here. This form of VATS is not as successful, right? It's, it's kind of like a broken version of VATS. Two, one of my favorite things to do in Fallout is to um, discover new areas, right? Like when you get the map, you only get to see on the map where you've been to and what you've discovered. In this one, the the whole map is there. It's a giant map. It's a huge map with lots of places to go to, but you see everything. You know exactly where to go. So you don't have that sense of discovery with it, which I miss. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things about Paul. But in terms of like the storyline, the interactions, um, yeah, much, much better. So, I, I wish I wish you had an Xbox because then I tell you, you get an Xbox and then we could play online together. Uh, but you you have a PS4. Still say it's worth it. Sixteen bucks. Uh, I, I would I mean, say from, from what from what I'm reading though, from what I'm reading, it seems like the at least the people over at IGN they said uh, the questing as a party was a bad experience. They had more fun doing the quest solo. Uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, uh, but then again, it's, it's, that's just one person's complete. experience. So also, it's it's definitely not complete. Uh, they said the problem is they don't. I guess in Elder Scrolls Online they have this, and they they're talking about doing this for Fallout seventy six, which is they have the normalization of um, the equalization of levels. So right now, if you and me play together, uh, my level guy is at sixteen, and you would be at zero or one or whatever. Um, okay. And so it would find might, balance. Yeah, they haven't done that yet for Fallout 76, but they've done that for Elder Scrolls Online. So yeah. right now, like, if we played together, we would fight the same enemies, and I would, like, destroy them, and you'd have a hard time with them. That, that, that'd be kind of the issue right now. Um, it seems like uh, another thing worth mentioning for anybody who is, like me, probably going to buy the game this week and try it out for themselves. Uh, from what I'm reading, it seems like it's good to put off the Wastelander missions until you're a higher level, because apparently uh, at some point in time, in, uh, to get further in the Wastelanders, you reach a level cap of about, like, you have to be level 20 to get further or something. Um, and at that point, uh, the people just started doing the fetch quests again, and they said going from the Wastelanders missions to the fetch quests is so, like, disheartening. Like, rather start by doing all the fetch quests until you're a high enough level to do the Wastelanders without having to... Uh, worry about level caps or anything. So uh, I think I'll probably end up doing that. Like, I'll probably level myself up to level 20 before I start the Wastelanders campaign. Or at least close by. Because I don't uh, want to do the Wastelanders I, campaign and find out I'm not high enough level to do the rest of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I would recommend doing what I did, which was do both at the same time. And yes, I did hit that twenty uh, level twenty cap, where it's like, oh, I've got, I, I, I'm not there yet, and so I can't continue on with Wastelanders. But there's enough to do there on the side to like also help boost your level anyway. So I would recommend doing both. I would do the overseer mission. I mean, that seems like a good idea because at this point in time, you're on like, you're on level 16, you said. And level 20 is what you have to be to continue. So I feel like grinding four levels with the fetch quests and stuff can't be that bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I would do both. And also the fetch quests, like I said, are a little more fleshed out now uh, after this update because they throw these NPC characters there. Um in into these quests to just make it seem there's just much more motivation to do them now than before where listening just to hollow tapes it just felt very empty now the world feels look obviously as apocalypse you need to have the world to feel empty but the whole point of fallout was to have that small glimmer of hope right to reconnect with mm. people and, and those interesting characters man those yeah. like like really out there characters that you're going to find in the apocalypse like i that's what I like about Fallout games, you know. And then, uh, so that's I'm 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 glad that they finally brought the NPCs. And it seems like people are happy with the story missions that they give you. Like they're good missions. Yeah. Um, it's good. they're getting great reviews on that. The missions are great. Um, they're obviously not the smartest NPCs. Apparently, you can no. pretty steal in front of them, and they won't even like. No, bat an you eye. steal. You can steal everything. Yeah, Look, keep, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they weren't going to fix that part of it because originally there was no NBC so it was like of course you can take mm-hmm. it so they haven't gone back to every single NBC area and go oh you can't steal that which I don't mind because I'm just taking everything I can um, the camp system is cool um, so remember the camp system in Fallout 4 I really enjoyed it I, so, I liked I liked all the DLC you got for it as well that allowed oh. you to like increase your uh, your the land you could build on and yeah. all the cool things like oh, the, my favorite my favorite this... DLC sorry go I, no no go ahead go ahead you go ahead I was gonna no, say no, my no. favorite DLC for uh, Fallout Four essentially allowed me to create my own arena and have like death claws fight my my NPC companions it was, oh it was so much fun I created my own Thunderdome it was it was great yeah I don't know how far it goes into that arena but i do know that it's much more improved and you can do a lot more stuff with it people are building like full-on houses and stuff you can like put in like jukeboxes and your own nuka cola machines and yeah yeah you can just you can put all the kinds of stuff in it also um it's portable that's the thing it's so it's portable it's a camp system so it comes out of this little box everything comes out of this little box so you build it in this place and you're like well i want to move you can just fold it up into the box and you move the box somewhere else. That's really cool. Actually, that's pretty yeah, cool. So if yeah. you don't like this particular view uh, of it, um, have, but, oh, by the uh, way, have they, have they adjusted any of the gameplay with regards to the nukes? Uh, yes. So the nukes is like, you can launch nukes, but you need like pieces of code. And that's what's cool about teaming up with other people. It's like you can have one piece and they can have another piece. And once you have, all have four pieces, you can launch nukes. And then nukes come down onto a certain area, destroy that area, and then it changes that whole area. 
and new monsters are created and the environments change based on the nuke. So that's what's fun about it. Yeah, I would say that does look pretty sweet. I, like that's the main thing that before the Wastelanders patch, that's the main thing that I was looking forward to is the nukes. But um, saying that, it looks like if they keep doing this whole free update and free expansion thing, which is similar to what No Man's Sky did, and from speaking from experience, No Man's Sky was such a disappointment. We all know that. But now, I, I mean, I play No Man's Sky now, and it's, it's really fun. It's a really good survival game. It's still not what I was expecting from the game, but it's, it's fun, and it's fun enough to play with your friends. And if you like survival games, you'll like this game. So I would, I would love to see Fallout 76 get to the point that No Man's Sky is at, where people are now like, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to buy No Man's Sky like over again, you know what I mean, and support them all over again. Um, mm-hmm. I, initially, I re- regretted my purchase, but now I am so happy that I like, had a digital purchase so I could still play it after all these years, after all these expansions and stuff. So I really hope that they just keep coming at it and keep keep it. I mean, look, they've got a lot of microtransactions in Fallout 76. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. assume that they have a long a long term plan for this game, and they're going to keep updating it for years to come. Um, and yeah, so hopefully it can it can only get more and more polished. You know, I'm definitely for the price it's at right now. I'm definitely going to pick it up. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to get to the point where it's going to get to that point eventually where the game's going to be good enough for them to raise the price again. You know what I mean? So I'd rather get it now while it's still cheap. Um, so for me, like I said, I think it's worth $30 now. However, some people might not. I think at least 20 right? 20 is still good. Mm-hmm. And at the price that it's at now, $15 for Xbox, $16 for PS, and you are a Fallout fan, I think it's definitely worth worth getting. Like I said, this is, you know, this is PR stuff. For Bethesda, they're not making any money off of this, but they need to get people back into people's good graces so that they will buy the next one, right? Uh, because exactly. everyone, because Fallout seventy six at launch was such a disaster, uh, it lost a lot of faith. Now I, I see, like, because I, you know, I'm looking at some of the things where uh, these Fallout Wastelander ads are popping up, and this is like again a free update. If you own it, they're giving it to you for free, and if you buy the copy, you can just download it for free. Um, the funny thing is then, then you have these idiots going like, I'm not giving Bethesda one more cent for anything, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's free. <laughs> like, you can download it for free and play it. Now, if you play it and you don't like it, that's fine. You can still say it sucks and you you lost money or whatever. That's fine. But they're not making any more money off of you. It's it's free. And two, like, you're not even giving it a chance. You should, if you paid the 60 bucks for the game, uh, like I said, I, I don't feel like I got my 60 bucks worth, but I've, I feel like I've gotten half of that back, you know, from the enjoyment I've gotten from playing this. And so uh, if if you are a Fallout fan and you are burned by Fallout 76, I say give it a try. You have nothing to lose because you Especially already bought you it. still own it. Yeah. yeah. And if you are a Fallout fan, Fallout fan and you never bought it, or maybe you bought it and then you sold it because it sucked, I think it's worth the $15, $16 for you to buy it and, and download Wastelanders and play. Like I said, it's not as good as... The other stuff, because it, it is kind of piecemealed together of the other previous Fallout games, but it is back to that Fallout feeling again, and it, it's definitely worth it. And so, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, look, all all things considered, as well, they 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 can only do so much polishing while working on their next big IP, because we all know that they're working on Starfield. Like, they might be working on the next Elder Scrolls game, but I'm pretty sure they're working more on their new IP, Starfield, than they would be on the next Elder Scrolls game. So 
until they, I mean, it's also one of those things where they got to get their fan base back before their next IP comes out, you know? Like, yeah. I, I'm probably going to buy Starfield because I'm just hella excited for it. But I feel like not as many people are going to be willing to buy Starfield or the next Elder Scrolls game because of the bad taste they have in their mouth. Yeah, uh, for sure. From, yeah, especially from the Bethesda store. Like, that's a bit of a money grab. But it's been, it's been made better. Like, the prices are a bit better now. It's just cosmetic stuff. You don't have to spend the money on the cosmetics yeah. if you don't want to. You know, yeah, no one's forcing you to pay to buy the stuff, you know? No, no. And uh, so far, I haven't spent any money on the cosmetic stuff, but I did have credit in there because when I bought the... I, I had pre-ordered the Fallout 76 game. They had given me some free credit. And so I mm-hmm. bought a, a Nuka-Cola stash box. So you can buy a lot of cool theme stuff in there. And I looked in there, and there are some other stuff. So maybe I will buy... See, I don't mind ba- paying for cosmetic stuff. Uh, what I don't like about microtransactions is when it's uh, like people buying weapons that are help you be better at the game or advantage, give you an advantage because then you're just buying an advantage over somebody else, right? Or even just an advantage just in the game. But cosmetic stuff, I, that's fine as long as it's reasonably priced, you know? So maybe I'll buy some cosmetic stuff later on to support their their uh i still think fallout first was a bad idea that whole thing where it's like um you gotta pay like 9.99 a month to yeah to, that was to, horrible man there's still habit <laughs> going on where like if you want your own private server because right now like if i hop on uh and play a game i can't play a game just by myself there's like other people in that world and there's nothing i can do about it but it really doesn't really bother you that much they you run across people once in a long while and that's it um, and so if you want to play with your friends, like, you know, it's not that big a deal to play on an open server versus a private server. And, and I mean, some look, of the other you, talking usually about. private servers cost money anyways. Like if you're looking at, I mean, I know some people are going to argue against me and be like, no, some, you can make private servers for free on most games, but it's like any, any bigger, any bigger game or resource heavy game, they're not going to like, look, they're not going to let you just use the servers to create your own uh, private server. You know what I mean? They need that server space for the people that are playing. But if you're uh, like, I think of even like Minecraft, you know, you can, you can host your own Minecraft server, but it's a pain in the ass. And it's, and if you don't have the resources to do it, it's going to be better for you to go online and pay someone else to host your Minecraft server. So mm-hmm. I get it. If you're hosting your own private servers, it's something you're probably going to have to pay for. But it was all that extra, it's all the extra stuff that people were complaining about. I don't know. I, I see this. I see this as a win. I see Wastelander, Wastelanders as a win. Haven't played it yet. Looking forward to play it. It's a um, PR win, definitely for sure. Yeah. A lot of uh, positive reviews coming from people who have played it, including myself and bigger outlets. So it it did. Obviously, it's not going to fix all the problems. It's not going to fix all the PR issues. I mean, that's the problem with PR problems. Once you have one big thing, that's what people remember mm-hmm. from you. You know, like it takes a long long time for those those things to fade away and it also takes it 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 takes bethesda hitting it out of the ballpark with the next elder scrolls hitting out of the ballpark with the next starfield and probably hitting it out of the park with the next fallout right then you were like okay i'm back on bethesda's team you know what i mean so yeah i actually played uh, i love mobas and there was a a moba that that bethesda i don't think they made the moba moba but they like funded it it's called genesis and it was just it was uh it was not good 
as, as in terms of, as far as MOBAs go. They were trying to make a MOBA for console because there's no MOBAs on console except for Smite and a couple mm -hmm. of other type of things. But I don't know. I mean, I did enjoy the game, but no one was playing it. And if no one's playing it, there's no one to play against. You're playing against bots and it's not that fun. So I, Bethesda needs a win, that's for sure. And I, um, I don't know, like, like, I, like we said, I think they saved some face with this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, just, I, I, let's just hope they keep doing that. Let's say like they, they needed a home run, right? I think they hit like a double, maybe a triple. That's that. That's my feeling on, on the, yeah, probably a double. They hit a double, where it was like, yeah, you did some good work, and you definitely won back some fans. So, uh, all right, uh, let's move on. You know, we we mentioned this before. We had E three was canceled. That was a while. That was like uh, earlier in April. They announced that, and they're not having the one thing they're not doing is they're not doing an online replacement for the event, which I would th found surprising. I guess um, each individual uh, company is just going to do their own releases. Like I'm sure Xbox is going to do their own Xbox Series X event, online event. Uh, we just had Ubisoft do their own. Assassin's Creed Valhalla event. You know what I mean? So I think each individual company is going to do their own online stuff to announce their future consoles, gaming, hardware, and all that stuff. But there is not going to be one big E3 thing. And uh, I guess it kind of makes sense because remember, there's rumblings about even before the coronavirus that just like the whole with with Jeff Keighley and like a bunch of other issues happening with what was happening with sony the... sony not being there for like yeah the, the second year like it's and and i've voiced my opinion on this a few times on this podcast so if anybody's been listening to this podcast for a while they know that i think e3 has been trash since 2016 i think since 2016 every year since then it's just been getting in a steady steady decline so like i mean look i think it makes sense that it's canceled obviously but to not do like an online replacement event seems silly. Like it doesn't have to be as big of an event. You know what I mean? Like obviously you're not going to have Sony and a couple of things, but you can still represent a couple games. Like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I, I guess that, that won't be as profitable for them. They're only going to be running off of like the, the ad revenue and things like that from the streams. But I'm not bothered, man. E3 has just been so horrible the past couple of years. I'm not that like... I'm just not that phased by it. And to be honest, like I knew, I knew it wasn't going to happen this year, but I don't think it's going to happen next year either. Mm. <laughs> like I, I genuinely don't. If, if, if E3 happens next year and it's good, I'll be, man, I'll be so surprised. Like the, I feel like the chances of E3 happening next year and being good is, are, is about as good as us getting a vaccine before the end of the year. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's not going to happen unless a miracle happens. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of other events, the the summer GDC is also going to be uh, it's going to be on, yeah online only. So unlike E three, it's still happening, yeah. but it's online only. Which yeah, which I mean, like, look, you obviously anybody who's going from doing uh, an actual in person event to going to switching to online, you're going to lose a lot of money, which sucks. Uh, so uh, I think it's good for us as gamers uh, and consumers to really. Uh, support by watching their streams you know what i mean or like not not watching a, someone else's stream of them but the actual stream from uh, gdc you know mm -hmm. so i think uh things like sitting things like that in place will be good i'm looking forward to it usually obviously having been born and raised in south africa i usually have to watch these events online anyways mm -hmm. it's the only way that i can ever experience these events and that's usually the case for most people living in africa and other regions where we don't have these cool events you know so um 
I'm, I'm, I think it'll be cool. And also you get to be, you get a lot, you get a lot more control when you're doing an online show, you know, like less flukes and blunders are going to happen. You're still live. You're going to have a couple mistakes or I don't know, maybe they'll choose not to be live and do something pre-recorded, you know, like thinking from the production side of things, my filmmaker brain is tink, like thinking, I'm like, should probably, should probably pre-record things so that there's no accidents and you can t- fix things in post and really deliver like a high end, like quality content for the event. Yeah. Um, quite cool. All right, cool. Uh, this is another, this one is a rumor. This is based on some stuff people uh, were talking about, talking to developers for the PS5. So take it with a grain of salt. This doesn't necessarily mean this is true or not, or maybe it's something that will be fixed. But apparently that there were some concerns over the Sony's PlayStation 5 having some issues in terms of overheating uh, and not being able to maintain the clock speeds and just uh, just some some issues with the, the actual hardware I mean, design. They related it to the heating issues. They related it to the Xbox 360, which I really hope that this is not like... I really hope this isn't real because if it if it re, if it's true that it has heating issues similar to the Xbox 360, that is not good. Mm-hmm. That's really not good. <laughs> yeah, I guess apparently the rumor is that Sony had heard the the specs that uh, Microsoft was going to do, and so they wanted to match them. But I don't know what the issues were in terms of like. Uh, Maybe they underestimated what Microsoft was going to do, or maybe they're trying to put it into a uh, uh, design that's maybe looks cool or more ergonomic or, I don't know, uh, thinner. Because if you look at the X- Xbox Series X, like we mentioned before, it's humongous. It's huge. It looks like a mini PC tower. It now, basically is, yeah. To me, I'm, I'm, I don't... I can't believe it's not modular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it will be. But my my thing is, is I don't care because once I put my Xbox uh, in an area, I just, to me, it's like gone. You know what I mean? Like as long yeah. as I find one spot for it, that's it. And I don't really care. I mean, as long as it's not monstrous, which yes, it, it the Xbox Series X looks a little bigger than, a little fatter than you would want. But it's not to the point where it's like, oh, my God, this is taking up too much space. So um... I wonder, I mean, if this is true, I wonder if it's a, the design issue lies in the vents and how they're doing their venting system. Because obviously the, 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 the Xbox design, you can clearly see that the vents are above it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty well vented from the designs you're looking at, at least, you know. So, I mean, that could be it. But it's also like... If this is true, wouldn't this be based off of the dev kit that people have been using? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. which means it could be all subject to change with the, I mean, it's unlikely, but it's if 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 an issue arises with the dev kit, if you've put out the dev, if you've given the PS5 dev kit to a bunch of other a uh, bunch of studios mm-hmm. and you see problems with it, chances are you're probably going to fix uh, fix your product before releasing it. You know what I mean? But then again, with the current uh, climate, the political climate, and things going on in the world, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, once again, like we said, take it with a grain of salt. This could all be fake. Uh, could also be real. You know, we we really never or know. Or could be real, and they they fix it by the time it comes out. Uh, I, that, I guess that, this kind of. Yeah. I think what gives this more, I won't say weight. Weight is the wrong word because we don't know if it's true or not. But it just gives it more, stokes more the conspiracy theories. Is just that Sony has been very 
tight-lipped about the PS5. Mm. You know what I mean? Compared to the Very Xbox. quiet. If they're but supposedly it... coming out around the, around the same time, we're getting way more information with the Xbox Series X than we are with the, the Sony PS5. I mean, but to be also to be fair, correct. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, which I possibly am. I know Microsoft is an American company, whereas Sony is uh, an Asian company. Yeah, it's so a Japanese, know, Japanese company. So I don't know if they're, they're probably dealing with a lot more problems that side, uh, knowing the infection rates in Japan. Um, I mean, obviously, like the infection the rates are getting pretty doing, bad. The, yeah, you yeah. ain't doing that great either. But uh, I know Japan's been struggling since January, so who knows? Um, but, but I mean, then again, even last year, they were very quiet, very quiet about their like pr- plans and stuff. Whereas Xbox, Xbox has been very open. They've been doing great marketing, which is why I think that they're going to win the next console wars because they've done the, the most PR and the most marketing. Dude, every console war generation, it just changed. Flips. Have, have we gotten any that won two in a row? Like, no. I'm, I'm trying to think since the time of like, I guess PlayStation One and then PlayStation Two, but only because the X. I think the yeah, the Xbox uh, came out are, at the same time as the PS Two. Those are but that's pretty... because they didn't have the PlayStation didn't have a rival. That's the that's that's the reason why yeah. there was no Xbox at the time, as far as I'm aware. Like Xbox came out around the same time as PS Two, if not like maybe a year or two earlier. Um, but no, it's always been that way. Like I mean, PS Two smashed the records uh, obviously dominated the completely dominated the uh, console war back when it came out i mean there wasn't really a console war at the time but then the playstation 3 ps uh, xbox 360 xbox 360 dominated uh, even with the red ring of death it just sold much better than the uh, the ps3 it also had a much better controller in my opinion and then the ps4 obviously killed the console wars there because it was a hundred dollars cheaper and it didn't have the connect and all these things you didn't really care about also had better uh, better exclusives. So I don't know. I just I'm a huge uh, Sony fanboy. I'm a big PlayStation fanboy. I hope they don't drop the ball, but I'm le- I'm leaning towards getting an Xbox for the next uh, for the next um, next gen consoles. Yeah, I mean it really depends. I mean it's with the all these new exclusive games, it's it's almost like you have to get both because it's like well. If you're a fan of Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds Two is only going to be on the Xbox oh, Series yeah, X. That's true. Um, if you're a fan of Uncharted, the only, you're only going to get Uncharted is on the PS5. You know what I mean? So that's why I told you the future of gaming is going to be this kind of online Xbox Gamer Pass, Google Stadia. It's just Google Stadia is not. We've, I mean, it. we've also seen a lot of over the years, we've also seen a lot of exclusives moving from being exclusives to being on all platforms. Like I think of Final Fantasy. That was yeah. always a Sony. That was always a Sony exclusive. Now it's yeah. on PC, Xbox, everything, you know? Yeah, it, but back then it made more sense, right? Because mm. back then, all the JRPGers were on Sony PlayStation, right? Like, yeah. the, if you were a JRPG fan, you would have a, a PlayStation. So you, the amount of people... Yes, there were some people that would buy it on an Xbox, but but nowadays it's, it's not that... JRPGs aren't as um, niche as before. Like, now... Yeah. Now, just like anime, right? Anime used to be much more niche before. And now it's it's much more of a mainstream thing. So it's just one of those things where the exclusive now are more like only first-party games. So Yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, moving on. Yeah. We uh, uh, first look at Xbox Series X third-party games. Yeah, next week. Uh, so we're finally going to see. Yeah, which we're finally going to get to take a look at. And then I'm oh, sure two two days from now for me. 
huh? Hold Two on. days from you. No, 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 no. Your your calendar's messed up. You you ain't that far in the future. No, my, yeah, my calendar is messed up. It says it's the second of May right now. That's not right. <laughs> oh no, it is. Oh wait, is. no. So oh this my is gosh. Seventh of May. Sorry, my bad. No, no, no. I'm I'm so I'm so used to living in America. I forgot it's that a, now that I'm back first... in South Africa, we flip the the day. We flip the month and the days. Yeah. There you so go. I, I oh, you it think it's the fifth? I thought it was the fifth. Yeah, okay. I was like, "Oh wow!" But then I see here it's on Thursday. I was like, "Wait, two days from now isn't Thursday?" So um, a week from now, we'll see third-party games. Got to see what they look like, uh, and then I don't know. Did they say a week or two after that, the first-party games will be shown off? I mean, it seems like May the seventh is when they're going to start showing off the third-party games, and then. Um, the only confirmed game is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll see more. I don't see a date though for after that, but we'll we'll, we'll be sure to see more in the weeks after that event. You know, um, Battlefield Six, Godfall, Gods and Monsters, Outriders, which I'm wearing the Outriders hoodie right now. Thank nice. you, thank you, Outriders, for keeping me warm during this winter. <laughs> Um, I'm really looking forward to Outriders when that finally comes out because I had me and Dorian had so much fun playing that game, Dennis. Nice. Yeah, it looked fun. I, I'm big oh, fan yeah. of co-op games. Mm-hmm. Big fan of big fan of that. Um, let me see here. So that's coming up soon. We also have uh, Google Stadia, like I mentioned before, is now free for players with an active Gmail account. Before it used to cost you they had the google free and now it's like okay now you can play google stadia with 1080p 60 fps for free um you know google stadia is something that's kind of i do believe is the future of gaming and when i say future of gaming, i don't mean google stadium particular i'm just talking about this type of St- streaming in general streaming and game, game streaming where you 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 need uh, all the computing power will be on the server end and you're just getting a stream of, of what you're playing. And I feel like that will make, you'll still have like a quote unquote console, but it'll be more like a streaming type console where it's only like a hundred bucks. Right. And you get this thing that streams and also a, a controller, which by the way, we, we forgot to mention the PS five controller, which people were saying looks very similar to the Xbox. Controller. Oh yeah. I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I, I like the way it looks. Don't get me wrong. I like, I de- actually really like the way it looks. But I'm more worried about the buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, this sounds like a very weird thing to, to be, have a complaint about, a complaint about. But it just doesn't look like it's satisfying to press the buttons. Like, they look like, they. I mean, maybe it's just from the pictures that I saw. But they don't look like they're sticking out as much. They look like they're, like, more in there. Like, I want a button to stick out. I want to actually, like, push the button in, you know? And it didn't really look like that. Uh, I do like the way it looks, though. I think it looks great. White, horrible, horrible idea to make it white, though, because you're going to be, your hands are dirty. Who, what gamer has clean hands? You know, you're going to, that, that thing's, after a week, that thing's going to be gray. It's going to be gray or green or nasty, covered in hot Cheetos. Um, so I don't know how I feel. About, I'm sure you'll obviously be able to get it in different colors, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the lighting changes that they made to the controller. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, yeah, I'm happy with that. I just hope that the buttons stick out a bit more. I, I'm not, I'm, there's, there's not a better way for me to uh, to say what I'm trying to say, but hopefully, some people will know what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. the satisfaction of clicking a good button. Hmm. I just, I'm worried it doesn't have that. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on to kind of some a bunch of other stuff in general that's been happening, more like uh, phenomenon stuff, like the Animal Crossing phenomenon. I don't have a Switch, but apparently, like this is like the biggest thing <laughs> happening oh. right now. The memes, the memes are crazy, man. And it's like I actually tried to get a Switch before the lockdown because I knew playing Animal Crossing during this time would be good for my mental health. And it was just I couldn't get up. I couldn't get a switch anywhere in the country, like anywhere in my in in my country. You know, it was they were sold out and like they've been sold out for months apparently everywhere I was looking. I could get one secondhand, but then I didn't want to play around. It was also like the day before lockdown, so I was kind of rushing around. I wish I had a switch that I could be playing Animal Crossing right now. I've been playing Stardew uh, Stardew Valley because a lot of people who have played Animal Crossing have recommended for me to play Stardew Valley, which you can play on. Pretty much anything, you know, you can get you can get it on your phone as well. I think it's like mm-hmm. 14 or 15 bucks on your phone. Um, man, and it's just, it looks relaxing. Like, everyone's everyone's playing it. Like, PewDiePie did a video of him playing it, and he thought it was stupid. PewDiePie watched his wife play the game, and he literally said to his wife, he's like, this is stupid, no one's going to play this. And then, obviously, the game blew up, the whole world started playing it. Oh, and, then yeah. he started, and then he started playing it, and he's like, this game is freaking amazing. <laughs> And it's just, there, calm, it's just calming. There's two things that blew up during the quarantine. One was Animal Crossing. The other was uh, Tiger King. <laughs> like the two oh, things. Yeah, that... Tiger, Tiger King and Animal Crossing. That's everywhere, man. It's oh, I'm so I'm so upset that I'm not playing Animal Crossing. I was looking forward to that game for months as well. And we don't usually cover a lot of Nintendo games on this channel. So that's one of those things that I was looking forward to talking about and being able to possibly review and play. I mean, there's um, plenty of that. You can buy the game easily. It's the, the console that you can't. Yet. exactly right. i can't yeah i've been struggling to get a switch man but I, from what i've been told from all my friends who are playing it they said that it has been really good it's been really good for their mental health it's been good for their anxiety it's been helping them calm down because it's a very peaceful game it's a very peaceful game so i i see it as a win for everyone like anybody playing the game it's good for their it's it's just good it's good for your mental health it's good for your peace of mind it's grounding um it's I've never seen a game do this much good in people's lives. You know, like it's a video game. I know people enjoy playing video games, but like I've never seen it impact people's lives so positively before in this way. So it's really relieving to see that the memes have been great, like I said. But I'm just I'm just so happy seeing people happy because of a video game, you know, and and oh man, being able to share your little uh, world with your friends and go visit your friends uh, places and. It's also it's a nice way to socially distance while being social, mm-hmm. um, so that's good. And then Final Fantasy VII, the great as we as if anybody's if I mean look if you're a gamer if you're watching this then you know Final Fantasy VII hit it out of the park. They did a fantastic job. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Dorian were able to play the game at the studios in the beginning of the year and played the game about a month before it came out and it was amazing. Then I haven't played the game now because I uh, currently don't have the money to buy the game. But from everybody who, everybody who has played the game, they said it's phenomenal and they enjoyed every single moment of it. I'm just reading now that apparently through some sort of glitch, you can actually play as Red 13. Because I remember, I remember talking to the people at Square Enix asking them, like, is Red 13 playable? And they didn't know, they couldn't tell me. But it seems like someone is able to play as Red 13 through uh, some sort of glitch, was able to make Red 13 playable. So that's quite exciting. I am kind of leaning towards possibly only getting the game after all four parts have come all four parts have come out which is probably not going to be for years uh-huh. but i know I, I know me i'll end up playing final fantasy 7 the remake 
And I mean, I had some worries when I, when I played the game at the studio and they threw me into chapter 10. And for me, chapter 10 in part one, I was, I didn't know if, back then I didn't know they were doing it in parts. I speculated that, but I didn't, I didn't confirm that. So when I was playing chapter 10, I was like, this is either there's going to be a lot of chapters in this game Mm -hmm. or some of the spacing is weird. Cause I was like, chapter 10 is still relatively in the beginning of the game for me in the overall story of Mm -hmm. final fantasy um, seven. So I don't know. I'm if I play the game, I'm going to finish it and I'm going to want part two so badly that I'm going to go back to the original and I'm going to replay the original. And then like, and I've been avoiding replaying the original just so that I can like experience the story again properly, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't get it. Uh, the internet out here has been horrible. I don't know what my face cam looks like on YouTube right now, but downloading a hundred gigs on my current line takes about three days. Uh, wow. It took me three. It took me three days to download Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, about yeah, three and a half days to download that, which is also why I haven't played Warzone yet. I want to play Warzone so badly, but I know that I have to set aside three days of downloading it and not doing anything else online to let it download. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I mean, yeah, it's great. Everyone's been loving it, and it's just the game is so beautiful. Like the lighting is amazing. The atmosphere is great. I do really want to play it, but. I don't know. Maybe when part two comes out, because at least part one and part two together will be like a nice chunk for me to sink my time into. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all right. Uh, Apex Legends. Uh, yeah. You had some news on that one? Uh, Apex Legends had uh, job listing points to the next gen release. So, I mean, I knew that Apex Legends was going to be on the next gen because it's, it's one of those games that's going to be around for a while, just like Fortnite. It's going to be a very competitive game. There's going to be a lot of competitions around it. So I knew it was going to come out there, but I figured I thought they would have just ported the, ported the game. But the fact that they actually have jo- uh, job listings means that they're going to be doing a next gen uh, a next gen release, which that's that's going to be really exciting. I just mm-hmm. to see. I mean, the game already looks pretty damn good on PS4. I'd love to see what it looks like on the next gen. Um, so that's it's nice that that's been confirmed for the Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five. Um, and it should obviously work with previous versions of the game too, um, which makes sense. Like if you're on if you're if you're on like the upgraded version of the game on PS5, you can still play with people on PS4, uh, which would make sense to me. So that was cool. Uh, one of the other things that happened recently is um, the Travis Scott Fortnite event, which actually I got to do, and I love I really enjoy mm-hmm. these Fortnite events that they did. I love the Star Wars one where they gave us a sneak peek at the next Star Wars movie, and then. I mean, J.J. Abrams was there. It was, it, was, it was a great thing. He was talking to me in the game as himself, mm-hmm. as his own like, character. It was fantastic. And then, obviously, they flew, away, they flew away with all the spaceships. And then after their event, they gave us lightsabers. We all beat each other up. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortnite's always doing these good live events. They did one with Marshmallow a long time ago. But this event they did with Travis Scott makes me so excited for future events in Fortnite. Uh, granted, I'm not a very big Travis Scott fan, uh, I'll go as far as to say, you know, I don't care if I get hate for this. I think he's a very average rapper. Like, he's not bad, but he's not amazing. Um, but the event was freaking, it was so cool, Dennis. Like, you, you're, everyone was there, right? And we were all on the stage waiting for it to happen. You see this kind of, like, world f- floating through the sky coming closer to you. And then you see, like, a comet, a comet coming around the, the map in front of you, sorry, around the, the stage in front of you, and it mm-hmm. bursts, and it turns into Travis Scott. But he's, like... A giant. He's like freaking. He's like freaking Godzilla compared to you. He's huge. Uh-huh. And he's walk. He's walking all over the map, doing his dance moves, rapping. 
it was so sick. And like the event went on for a while. Um, after like it even like threw you into the air. It did this thing where you were like in you were floating around watching him. It did this thing where the coolest thing for me was it did this thing where it created like a digital land above the ground. Like it literally looked like those cool like those like 80s synthwave kind of like grid land. And you were standing on that and they kept flipping the plane. Like every time like they did like a new bar, they would flip the plane and you would slide left or you'd slide right. They did a thing where you were in space. It was just if if you haven't seen it yet, look up the event. It's about ten minutes long, and it was it was fantastic, man. And I think it's a good idea because well, Travis Scott's already super famous, but having done this, Tra- Travis Scott having done this event has now just found like a whole new target, a whole new audience with younger with the younger demographic. You know what I mean? Like much younger kids are now listening to Travis Scott because of this, or like they're more aware of his presence. Uh, I'm just excited to see what's going to be in the future. You know. Uh, good PR move on on Epic and Travis Scott. I like, man, I genuinely can't wait for their next live event, which is going to be probably only next year. You know, these things don't happen very often. They take very, a lot of planning yeah. goes into them. Yeah. But it's just, and I think, I haven't seen anyone besides Fortnite do this, but it's going to get to the point where eventually a lot of these like um, Battle Royale games or any, any of these games that are going to be around for years, they're going to probably be doing live events in game as well, you know? Uh, that would be the that would be the smart move at least you know like if Apex Legends did a, a live in-game event that would be freaking cool too you know it, like if on a, if they were gonna announce like the next uh, Titanfall three the best way to announce Titanfall three in my opinion would be to just have a Titan show up in Apex Legends during a game you know and like that would be like the reveal that'd be cool so that was that was tight um, another small thing to add that's not really that entertaining for most people is that. Um, 2K, uh, uh, 2K is doing an arcade-style WWE game, 2K Battlegrounds, which I love the previous like uh, we- Battlegrounds type of games that they've done, where it's like mm-hmm. the, the, the NBA one I really enjoyed, where it's the peop- like the big heads, cartoony kind of uh, looking uh, athletes. This looks fun. I don't, I don't play wrestling games. I, I'm not since I was much younger. I haven't enjoyed a wrestling game, but this just it looks fun. It looks silly, and you know, there's there's a bit of fun with the silliness, so that's pretty cool. All right. Um, I think that's it on our list. Uh, you got any parting thoughts or what you what you've been playing? I already talked a lot about what I've been playing, which is Fallout seventy six. My next thing after that, I mentioned uh, finishing Last of Us, and then after that, Last of Us Part Two, hopefully, and then after that, probably maybe finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, I am. I'm currently playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, loving it. Um, I don't know how far I'm in the game, but I mean, like I said, the game is massive. So I'm, it's huge. I also, I also have all the DLC, and I'm looking forward to that because the DLC for Assassin's Creed Odyssey looks sick. I want to go to Atlantis. Atlantis is one of the the DLCs, and that looks can't wait for that. I know. By the way, people watching, I'm aware that I can start a whole separate game just to do that, but I want to play from the beginning till that point. I don't want to be given a character that's leveled out and ready for that campaign. Um, so a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've been playing Minecraft. A lot of Minecraft just to like calm me down, mm-hmm. you know, because like Minecraft is a very peaceful game. I love the music in Minecraft. I actually listen to Minecraft music outside of Minecraft to sleep and to relax sometimes. So I've been playing a lot of Minecraft alone, not socially, like kind of been isolating myself within the game. That's been fun. A lot of Fortnite, a lot of Apex Legends. Um, and yeah, I think I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, I played Devil May Cry 5 again because I had so much fun with it. 
Mm-hmm. I've, I, man, I've been, pl- I've been playing so many video games. I have so much free time. It's gotten to the point where I, I can't wait to do something besides play video games. And I never thought I'd actually say that before in my life. I can't wait to do something else. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds good. Well, maybe we can do another one of these next week or so and uh, catch up on you. Let me know if you end up getting a Fallout 76. For and sure. Play Wastelanders. I want to see what your take is on the whole thing. All right. Hell yeah. All right, cool. Where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at josh.toki, and you guys can find me on Twitch at josh underscore toki. I'm obviously not streaming right now because I don't have uh, equipment, but hopefully in the next week or two, I should go back to streaming. And yeah, so for the most part, you guys can find me, I guess, right here on this podcast. And you guys can find me on Twitter at thinkhero or Instagram, dennis.tzng. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash games. Also, subscribe to our podcast feed. That's the Collider Factory feed. Well, you'll find this podcast hopefully on a more regular basis. We just kind of had craziness going on, uh, and things are starting to, even though we're still under lockdown, things are finally calming down to where everyone's got their routine now. Because before it was like, yeah. how do I get food? No one's serving me food. You know, like I can't get food. I got to work. Also, there wasn't much to talk about if you think about it. Like, yeah. There's been some there's been some stuff to talk about for the past week and a half, but before that there wasn't really much gaming news, you know? Yeah. Cuz the whole like most people just most people for like a month just came to a standstill, nothing. Also, I, I looked uh May doesn't have any huge huge games coming out uh mm. for any any of the systems, so not till like the next big big game will probably be The Last of Us Part 2 in June. June, yeah. All right. All right, guys. Uh until next time, I'll see you guys later. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the Big One Throws, $8.49. Toastmaster Small Appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit. Offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.